Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Welcome, everyone. I was in charge of turning it on again. You see why I'm normally in charge of it. But practice <laughs> makes perfect, so that's why I'm doing it. Third time's a charm for next time. Inclusive Education Project Podcast. That's what you're listening to. It is uh, another summer day for us here, so if you're listening to this in the winter, it's currently 82 degrees in Southern California. <laughs> Maybe you're longing for those summer days. Maybe. <laughs> or you're listening to this right around the end of July, August. And we are in the dog days of summer. So I actually looked that up because I was like, oh, why do we like oh, say yeah. that? What does that mean? I mean, it's just the saying where it's just like, oh, you're just like in the what, long days. What was the like, like origin though? Why do we say dog I mean, days? I think it had something to do with like farmers and it refers to August. The like in particular, like the month of August, just hot, sultry days of summer. But I, I guess it had to do with like the star Sirius which is the Greek and Roman astrology connected with the heat, drought, sudden thunderstorms, lethargy, fever, mad dogs, and bad luck. Oh, so like, that's that doesn't sound good. Yeah, I don't know why I said it the other day, but I was like, what? <laughs> why am I saying this? But anyway, we're getting into the dog days of summer. So We definitely are. We're Actually, getting I, heat. I saw an article where it was talking about like some Harvard study, which I don't know why... We needed a study on this. It's pretty apparent, like, that the heat, like, just basically slows your, like, brain down. Or, like, mm. just makes you not Well, there is the expression, fry your brain. That's true. But that, I feel My like, My brain was, is fried. I feel like that was in the 90s to get us to not smoke weed. Uh, Do you remember the... Yeah. <laughs> this is your brain. Oh, this is your, your brain, brain on, on drugs. drugs. <laughs> Questions? Well, that was our <laughs> PSA corner. PSA corner. Well, therapy corner, we've been having some uh, flashbacks this week. PTSD to the bar. Yeah, the California bar takers, the new batch of graduates from May Law School. They just took it. They just took it. Although, their PTSD is not going to be as strong as ours because they only had to do two days this year. Right. The California bar is now three. er, Two days. Went from three days to two days. So, when we took it back in our day like in our like day six and seven years ago so it's not even that long ago look it feels um, like a long time but yeah it was like day one is like essays and then the like practicum stuff day two is multiple choice and then day one day three was day one all over again yeah. so they just they just it's cut just, that one out. it's just a bunch of racehorses i mean it's talk about frying your brain the bar will do that to you yeah yeah did you take a break after the bar or did you start working? Well, I started working, but I like... But not like legal working. No, I yeah, worked yeah, at a restaurant yeah. for a month, and then I got a temp job working then, for the Irvine yeah, Company. Yeah. And then, because I had a job lined up, but mm-hmm. I had, it was contingent on me passing the bar. So I had to wait until November. Oh, to even start. To even start, yeah. Yeah, some um, people, they'll have like, so a lot of the bigger law schools like USC, they will you know you'll get an offer your first year of law school to work for like a big uh, law firm and so then you would start probably right after you take the bar and you're just a law clerk right and yeah depending on how good I think you do in that time because that's like a good that's like 
all of August, September, October. It could be yeah, like a good, November, yeah, like three and a half three months. months. Yeah, that's a good like trial period to see like, are Things you just are trying working. to sit pretty or are you trying to actually work hard? Because I know a friend that didn't pass, and she worked at a at a big uh, named company, and they were like, okay, that's cool, like just study again, you know, take a month off to study for the February bar and then she passed, but like yeah. they don't have to do that. They could just no. terminate. Yeah. Yeah. It could be hundred percent contingent, but we're very excited because we had someone close to us just take the bar who we are going to be announcing soon as our newest associate once he finds out he passes, but he's, he's coming in. Yeah. I mean, I, we soon. offered him a position, so he's starting as a law clerk and we've had him on. I mean, but I, I guess I mean, he will know. be an associate once he passes the bar, but he'll be I a see, law clerk until then. I see. So yeah. he'll start with us. Oh my gosh. What if he's listening to this and he's like, oh my God. He's like, did I not get the job? <laughs> what? Like, Am I not supposed to start till November? What is Amanda saying? Philip, we're expecting you in Monday morning. Oh no, we're just God. kidding. Just kidding. Drink away the weekend. No, sir. he needs to take a little bit of a break. But we're really excited. Um, we'll have more information about him later on. But speaking of uh, a USC, that's a shout out. That's where he went. So we're really excited. He's actually been with us for a while, so we know he's gonna be. He's yeah. gonna be a great addition. So yeah, that'll be for our nonprofit. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's not gonna be a co-host. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Just kidding. For those of you who may think that we're replacing one of us, oh, we are fun. not. Guess who it is? I'm just kidding. No, that's not that. Um, he may come in time or two. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, he's already been on, so it's not like yeah, new that's him. true. But uh, but it'll yeah. be good. It'll be good. But so yeah, so yeah, we're we're gearing up. So August, there's some uh, school districts that start up in August. Uh, Los Angeles Unified being one, so we're kind of little. Uh, Respite time is over. Yeah. Have we talked about our event in September? We did. We have mentioned it. Okay. So, again, remember, um, I think we have a little bit more information than the last yes. time we announced it. So, it's going to be September 13th. It'll be at the Chuck Jones Center for Creativity in Costa Mesa. So, it's, like, right off the 405. It's, like, a Thursday evening. So, it'll be, like, a 530 to 830. So, plan out now. Get your babysitters in order. Because it's going to be an educational event, but it's also going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have some live music, uh, open bar, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, silent auction, some raffle prizes. It's going to be a great night for you to get more information that might help you on, on your, your path with your, with your child. Also, chance for you to have a little fun, too. Yeah, I mean, it's a heavy subject. It's, it's mental health and the crossover between that and school and learning. And, you know, even if you're child or a family member who is a child you know has mental health issues or doesn't have mental health issues it's just it's going to be a great discussion of, and panel of experts that I think can give their two cents it's always just nice to know yeah and we'll be releasing our panel of experts in the next week or so um or by the time this episode comes out it might yeah. have already been released on social media so you get to see what experts we're going to have there. And, and we have a lot of great sponsors already lined up. So you'll be able to get some information about local organizations that can help you as well. So just, just a lot going on and we're really excited about it. Yeah, it, it'll be a busy back to school mm -hmm. kind of uh, time for us. Absolutely. Season for us. But uh, today's topic, <laughs> I we guess. We never uh, have a pause. We both are just like. Like, how do we... No, so today's topic, I, I wanted yeah, to... did you read something? So I found... I saw an article on... I think it was on Facebook. 
And I wanted to bring it up because it kind of goes, we had talked a couple weeks ago about the straws, the banning of straws. Oh, right, right. And which, by the way, we need to do a little bit of an update because I don't know if you've seen, but like Santa Barbara County and a couple of, or not maybe county, maybe the city, a couple of cities have now come out and said that there's going to be jail time for businesses that don't. Wait for business owners? I think it's like if they don't follow the ban, then they're like could be penalized with jail time. Like that's so extreme. I did not hear about that. I, I'm gonna look it up. I had a friend send me an article. Oh, Santa Barbara backpedals on jail time for plastic straw fenders. Oh, now this they was five hours ago. That's so funny. Well, because it probably like people were like, well, I people mean, were outraged. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, you really need to understand that the ban is not a good idea. For all purposes. And then to like... It was up to six months for straw offenders. For straw offenders. (laughs) Oh, man. So that would have applied to restaurants, bars, and supermarkets. would be prohibited for providing their customers with plastic straws. Wow. And stirs. And like plastic spoons and knives and stuff. Wow. I think they... Maybe because they went a step further outside of straws. Because that's like plastic silverware and then like stirs. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Well, so like that, that we had just done the pod about that. And then I had a friends, a couple of friends like sending me articles about the straw thing. And I kept telling them, we're doing a pod, we're doing a pod, it'll be released. <laughs> and then it was. But I saw another article that kind of, when we talked about how sometimes these things have a great idea behind them and helping the environment, but the impact on people living with disabilities often places a higher burden on them. So this article that I want to talk about today is another one that I feel might be placing a little bit of a burden. Seems great in reality, but what are the kind of implications? So Starbucks just announced that they're going to be opening up a Starbucks location in D.C., Washington, D.C., uh-huh. that's going to be like completely for service to deaf customers. Make D.C. a state already, jeez. Right? Amazing. Oh my gosh, that would be crazy if it was. Think about all the implications. Oh, we may not be in the political climate we are now if that had happened before. I mean, but don't even get me started with yes. Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. So anyway, a, so not just Commonwealth right. state. That's where I stand on it. I'm just right. saying. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. So when I saw this article, while I want to applaud Starbucks because this seems like a great thing, my initial thought was, this is great and all, but how is it helping on a greater scale? Right. Because this is one store. So people who are in the D.C. area in general, people who may be very close to that store, it's going to be great for them. Right. Because it may be their local store and it's going to be fabulous for people who, who need it. But is it a little exclusive in the sense because it's only one store? So we're kind of saying people who need these deaf services need to go to this one store. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's putting the burden on them to travel maybe further. We all know that Starbucks are on every corner. Right. So someone might have five other Starbucks within a 10 mile radius, but because this one has these services. So and I may be putting the cart before the horse. Maybe Starbucks has a greater plan in place. But that's what I want to know. Are you going to be using this as kind of like a pilot program to then branch off to help all of your stores be more inclusive for people? Or is this a publicity stunt? For you to look good that you're helping this demographic because you've been in some bad press lately and it's only going to be this one store. Like, that's kind of, I guess, where I want to know. Is there a bigger plan in place to incorporate some of these services into other stores? 
And I mean, I think cart before the horse, because we're always talking about inclusion, right? So at the very least, on the positive side, it's it's starting a conversation, right? right. Where you can right. sit here and say, well, it needs to be in more places, but it's like, okay, well, this is step one. There might be a bigger plan, but yeah, it sounded like they were modeling it after um, a Malaysian store that of Starbucks that already has it. Okay. So like when I, when I was like reading the article, which which is great because that's like, oh, okay, so technically one already exists in Malaysia. And they have like, you know, the the line system and stuff like that. And so then bringing it to America like says a lot. So it's just like, I'm sure it's all dollars and cents too. Like how much is this going to cost? We need a new, you know, what type of management system do we need? You know, and I think it said something about in Malaysia, both deaf and and hearing employees were enrolled in a 10 week sign language course, which is like, oh, wow, that's cool. And so it sounds like. In America, they had said something like, oh, well, we're going to focus on, like, people who are already fluent in American Sign Language. So it's like they're already cutting a cost there, right? Right, I mean, that's great for people who know American Sign Language, but I think it's just, like, being able to have more of these places, even if it's just in Washington, D.C., and even if it's going to be for publicity, like, starting that conversation of, like, it needs to be Absolutely, and I I think my whole point is just I really hope that when people hear this news, they're not assuming, well, well we're, we're fixing this problem. We don't need to think about this anymore. Because I think that's, that's something where there's so many issues going on in this political climate right now that it's easy for someone to justify, we don't need to work as hard on fighting for this right because someone's doing a little something about it, so it's it's enough. Because that's kind of where we come in and wanting to change the conversation of it's a bigger thing that we need to be working towards than just these little things. But I mean, it's it's great. I mean, it's like taking a step in their shoes, right? Like I, when I was reading the article, they were talking about like most people that know American Sign Language need just a little bit more room because they're using their hands, right? And it's just like, oh, wow, yeah. Like, you can't cram in. You know how, like, some Starbucks, it's like, oh, okay, like, if I'm just, like, sitting completely still and my friend is sitting right across from me over this tiny table, like, we could make it work. But, like, if, I mean, I use my hands, but definitely not as much as um, someone that knows American Sign Language. And, like, just even thinking about, they were talking about low-glare surfaces, like, because Mm. their eyes get fatigued because they're either lip-reading or they're using their And I was like, I never thought of glare like right low surface glare like what like you know in different lighting and and in the coloring and things like that so like there is a lot that they are probably putting into it which is great it sounds like the malaysian store has it like all figured out which is good mm-hmm. that they already have a model but yeah that reminds me of like something i saw like years ago where it was i think in thailand so it's like all these other countries right they're like so progressive yeah um, not all of them but just some of them and i think they had like a a fully operated KFC um, mm. where like 70% of their payroll uh, were people who were deaf and hard of hearing. And so I remember seeing that and being like, oh, that's cool. Like how, how does that sustain? Like, what do they do? Like how, how are they able to sustain that? And that was like, if that was like 10 years ago, it's like, okay, that was one KFC. I don't think they brought it to America because I hadn't really seen anything else. And yeah. I feel like they would have related this to that story if KSC had done that, like this article. Or maybe oh, they yeah. Know, like, it's kind of like, oh, well, like corporations, you know, now that they're, they're like, have so many powers, don't even get me started with like the Supreme Court, but they well, they're, have they a have lot more, of influence, right? And they so, have more 
freedoms and rights than humans. But, I mean, they are at the forefront of trying to change things. So, I mean, at least Starbucks is trying, yeah, like, I'm sure their PR people were like, this will probably be good. Because, I mean, I'd I'd really like to see it be something, because, and this makes me think of a case I recently had where I had a young a young boy who was hard of hearing, who we were trying to get him to learn ASL. And I remember the school district's argument being, well, if we teach him ASL and he clings to it, he may stop having the motivation to learn verbal speech. And that's going to be bad because not enough people know ASL. And well, I mean, my, that's a parent's choice to well, teach the language. Right. The not to mention the fact that I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure that the fact that ASL is like a universal language around the world and it's a global language, there are a lot of people who speak it. And like we could be, of course, we could be doing a better job of helping people who have ASL, just like. If someone, I mean, it's a different language, right? So if someone doesn't speak English, we have things in English all the time. So we should be able to focus on being able to translate for people who, you know, speak ASL, right? It shouldn't be that the person has to grab a piece of paper and write down what it is they're trying to say because Mm -hmm. someone else doesn't know ASL. Like, why can't we at some of these places? Because it's not like... A Starbucks barista needs to be fluent in ASL, right? Mm -hmm. They should know the signs for everything on their menu. Right. And they should know the signs for, you know, the the basic conversational, like, what do you normally say to a Starbucks barista or someone that is making your coffee order, right? How easy would it be to have someone who, one person in each store that can can speak that? Because then it's not, we're not giving into the argument that because it's its own language and uh, and not enough people speak ASL, we're not even gonna try. It's like, well, no, we could. Just like at most businesses, if it's, if their clientele may have people who speak Spanish, they want at least a receptionist or someone who speaks Spanish. It's It's the same concept, I feel, because it's allowing that access and the opportunity for someone who's deaf to, who speaks ASL to be able to have that conversation because we shouldn't be thinking of ASL as something like oh well it's so archaic we don't have a lot of people speaking it so you're never going to be able to speak to well, someone I think else. It's like just even taking for granted how easy it is to just get to a Starbucks for you or I, but if you're deaf or hard of hearing or blind, it's not as easy to get to places. So if these people are not getting to places then I, as a business, don't have to worry about it. Like, I think right. I think that's what's good about Starbucks. It's like, look, we recognize that this is an area of need. Maybe in that particular, maybe they picked that particular location because there are a lot, there's like a pretty big deaf and hard of hearing community. Or maybe there's a deaf and hard of hearing so many, school yeah, nearby, school, maybe. something like, yeah. Because, I mean, I can only think of like, in recent years, one, maybe two high schools that even offer ASL as a language. And like, if in Thailand they're like, look, you'll get a 10-week course. Like, I don't know how many days that is. I don't know if that's every day. But, I mean, if anyone could try to pick it up, like, that's a nice skill to have yeah. like, moving forward. Oh, absolutely. And, and being able to be taught that, you know, and, and thinking of it as another language that, you know, doesn't just look good on a resume, but, like, you could actually use. Because, I mean, we deal with a lot of clients, but, I mean, even that 
the deaf and hard of hearing community and the blind, it's like, what was it? It's like 1% of the population of children with special needs, right? right? So it's like super low. Right, that's low incident, why we right? say it's a low, low incidence. incidence. And that's why kids who have IEPs who are under a low disability are supposed to be provided mm-hmm. additional services because it's no longer just the idea of providing them with a free appropriate public education, but we also now have to ensure that they have access to the curriculum. So it's not just we're going to give them a reading intervention, but we have to make sure that they can access that reading intervention. So if that means having translation services, if that means having an interpreter, if that means providing things in Braille, that's what that means. And so low incidence is the bigger thing because, but it is, it is a smaller portion um, of our community, but that doesn't mean that it's not still, you know, a huge population across the globe that, you know, needs to be looked at. And I think that it's something that it's it's important for businesses to be considering. So it's it's great. Don't get me wrong. Like I know I have my, you know, reservations about this article, but it's more on the scale of I just hope that people don't see this and think we're done. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because we did this one store, mm-hmm. that's all we need to do. I hope Starbucks doesn't think that because if if this is like a pilot program and things work and I mean some of the things that you were talking about accommodations that the store is going to yeah. have probably just like we stay with like dyslexia accommodations right they're going to help everybody so right, right. if these are things that work in this one store and, and they're easy to incorporate into every store we should be doing that yep. that should be and step 2 Starbucks already has several accommodations the article noted for hearing impaired, so they'll have like a coffee timer that flashes and vibrates, interpreter services, video remote interpreting, and tech pads for writing and visual ordering. Now, I mean, I don't know if you have to specifically request that because I I go to Starbucks a lot and I don't recall. I feel like I've not seen any of it, and that again puts I mean, kind of a burden on them to ask for it. Right, right, but yeah, I mean, maybe it exists. I mean, we're just getting to those, um, and we brought it up the last time we were talking about the straws, like the sensory. Um, packs that like mm-hmm. Staples Center and like, oh, yeah. Disneyland were like offering like that seems like super new like in 10 years it might not seem like super new that's true but it's something that at least is like starting that conversation and I mean you know I think you know you'll see braille like at ATMs and like you'll see you know in certain of the drive through what were you saying about the burger place that had braille on the oh bun? yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. So then I was, like, looking up stuff for this. And, yeah, it was – It's this is from a couple of years ago. It was – it's this food chain called Wimpy's. And I guess they're a burger place. And this particular chain was in South Africa. And, I mean, this may have been just, like – I don't know that it's, like, they permanently do this. But they use the sesame seeds to, like, spell out in Braille, like – this is your like well done burger, hundred percent pure beef, like made for you. Like so, I That's that was so cool. yeah, that was cool. Like that they like decided to do that and, and you know see if they could appeal to like blind people. But you know it. That's something where somebody could be like, okay, well, obviously I ordered the burger before. Like, I don't need to know, like, what it is after. And, like, I could see this well, one but, as a publicity stunt. Like, but if you, Starbucks. well, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, I guess they could put the Braille on the, the like, wrapper. But, like, if you went and ordered for a couple people and you're reaching into the bag and you need to know which one is yours, just because you ordered it, you could have ordered three different things. Yeah, yeah. So, I and think. And so, like, yeah, that was. That was that funny. That was funny, yeah, but. I think that, yeah, where Starbucks was going was, like, 
opening the door, you know, if other people follow is going to be another thing. Right. It'd be nice if they did. But, I mean, it, it's something, it's just a challenge that, you know, we want to present that you may not think about that sometimes we come across just because we deal with it with some of our kiddos. Yeah, it's in the kind of limited school setting and we're trying to fight to give them that, you know, that the equity, right? Right. All things being equal cannot always happen, but it's at least giving them that opportunity to try to reach that potential. And I think that's what we're trying to say here. It's like we take for granted, like I could go through the drive through you know, in five minutes and right. get my drinks for everybody and everybody in the office. But it's like a whole thing for somebody that it would take if it's a whole ordeal to get, right. you know, maybe they don't have a car. So they're getting on the bus and it's like whole and it's just like. I just want my freaking venti green iced tea. Like, I don't want to have to sit here and have this person not understand me or be rude and, right. like, whatever. And then have to try to ask for right. a pen and paper mm-hmm. to write it down. If I, if I because then they don't. It, yeah. And then how do you get them to understand that you're asking, like, oh, you do the wave. And, like, yeah. that to someone's self-esteem to have to do that in their everyday life. I mean, I can't even imagine how the, how frustrating that would be, you know, on a regular basis. And, and just for people that are deaf and hard of hearing. To experience that, right? Like, yeah. we talk about all the time how, oh, it's so great. Like, you know, Timmy has Down syndrome and everybody in the classroom wants to help him, you know, during PE and, you know, kids, you know, acclimate and, you know, they don't see differences or whatnot. And, like, we tend to lose that once we get to, you know, even college sometimes and yeah. we're not around that as much, right? Well, and many times we never had it in the first place. Right. Oh, because yeah. Because a lot of people too. are not taught that when they're yeah. younger. And that's kind of where it's so important for us to be teaching the next generation this version of of tolerance, of acceptance, of being kind to one another, but also seeing every other kid as as an equal, that we are all human. And if we can start that young and we continue it and we continue to have that, that verbiage, and it's not just by telling, oh, Johnny, like, everyone in your class is the same. You're all kids and... It's also about the way we act, the way we act around kids, the way that the kids watch us behave in our lives, the way we treat someone. I mean, whenever I'm at a grocery store and there's someone who, you know, it's you can tell has some kind of special needs who works either at the register or is like a a bag, a bag person. Mm -hmm. I always watch other people's interactions Mm -hmm. and it's still to me to this day so sad that I see so many people who avoid eye contact, who, you know, maybe they're saying hi and asking you, how are you doing? Or, Mm -hmm. and some people don't want to respond. And Mm -hmm. it's why that's something so simple. Like Mm -hmm. they are trying to have conversation with you or maybe it's going to take them a little bit longer to bag. You know, maybe this is their first job. We don't know. And, and we need to be more kind to each other and and say, this is a person just like everyone else. Exactly. And because they didn't have that exposure to it, they just feel awkward. And so then it comes off as awkwardness. And it's just like this perpetual cycle where then that person that was like reaching out, you know, and feels shut down. Like, it's just so crazy. And everybody has their experiences that get them to where Mm -hmm. they need to be. But the more exposure you have to that, which I think the Starbucks will do. So, I mean, it's not just good, just, you know, I don't know we focus on the deaf and hard of hearing community, but I mean, just for everybody that would be going there, you right. know, and it just being normal, like yeah. anything that gets normalized that quickly, like it's just, it becomes every day. Yeah. And I think that's what we're trying to do with 
at least having some of those types of topics on the yeah. podcast and yeah, just get you to start thinking it about your it. Ear each week, but <laughs> shoving it down your throat. It down your throat. Just kidding. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. <laughs> Come back next week. I'm just kidding. No, hopefully this is not a paid advertisement at Starbucks oh, until they that. buy an ad. But yes, we were not paid to say this clearly because I critiqued them at the beginning. Yeah. You went at them hard. I feel like they, they should accept and be glad for some constructive criticism. I mean, if they want to pay us to be consultants, I mean, I to have how we... have. Like, that's how they got to this idea. No, like, but I'm saying they could pay us guy. to be consultants as an overall, like, how can you make your stores more inclusive for all people with oh, disabilities? See, like, we could be those consultants. So if anyone's working for Starbucks listening out there and wants to... As if we don't have enough on our plate already, <laughs> please, Starbucks. Hire us since we are the people that are constantly volunteering (laughs) for things, we can't say Uh, no. Anyway, we we have our event in September. Yeah, (laughs) the thirteenth. Did we say the date? The thirteenth. Yeah, September thirteenth. If you've been listening and you've not met us and you would like to meet us, this is your opportunity. Buy us a drink at the bar. Oh yeah, it's a free open bar, so you're not buying us anything. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's Is it a fun. full free bar? I don't know if we've decided I if it's mean, a full free bar. I mean, in the sense that you're gonna get some ticket drinks. purchase, yeah, when you buy your ticket, you know, we always like to include at least when you get a drink ticket or something. Yes. We, Registration. We're heavy on the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we know you moms out there, you need a glass of wine at the end of a week or yeah, a listen. day or Look, it's 5 listen, o'clock somewhere, it's 3 o'clock. It. It's, we get it. We get it. totally get it. So... We look forward to seeing you there, hopefully, and you can get through another week and keep sending us topics. Yeah, we're really, that's always um, nice. Yeah, and don't forget to join our Facebook page. Yes, yes. <sighs> if to have the URL, but I know you could go through, oh, it's the group, sorry. You could go to our Inclusive Education Project page, and then from there you can join the group. Join the group, yes. Which and is it just, we're having discussions yeah, about. Yeah, it is a private group, so you have to be accepted into the group, but I don't think we've had to turn anyone away. It's just, there's like a question on there that just asks like how you like fit into this community. And and that's just for us to know. so that Yeah, it's know. good for us to know the demographics um, of the group because how we're going to be posting topics, conversation, and questions, and you know, even getting topics for the podcast as well, that, that kind of helps us generate it. So there's no wrong answer. You know, maybe you're not involved in this world, but you want to know more about it. That's perfectly fine, too. Maybe you're just a parent and you want to know more, you know. Yeah, there's so many different topics that are there. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's a, a nice place where we want to continue the conversation. And that uh, the URL, if you're into URLs, is www.facebook.com forward slash groups with an S forward slash IEP podcast. So uh, take a look at it, join it, and we will talk to you next week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Why would you pause? Bye. I don't know. I thought you were going to say bye. Bye.